A word for today, Lions Down's daily podcast to help you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. Nothing could matter more. This isn't to replace your personal Bible reading and prayer, but rather encourage and help you in it. It's Monday the 25th of January and we're continuing on A Word for Today with our study of 2 Peter, Peter's last will and testament to the church. We've seen in chapter 1 that his prime concern is that the faith of Christian believers, he's writing to all the local churches of his time, and through God the Holy Spirit, he's writing to all the local churches of our time, and particularly to us, uh, a, a church here at Lionstown in North London, but also to you if you're a Christian and listening from elsewhere. And what he is saying is that in chapter 1 is that faith should be reflected in character. A living faith will be reflected in a character that is committed to all the things he talked about in chapter 1, that is committed to the virtue of God, that is committed to knowing about God and about uh, that virtue, to self-control, to steadfastness, to godliness, to brotherly affection, to love. These things should be at the very heart of our beings if we are Christian believers. And if we are genuine, if our faith is a reflection truly of our inner hearts, then our discipleship will not be ineffective, unfruitful. It will not be blinkered and short-sighted. And uh, it will not be forgetful of what the gospel is for. How sad it is when we hear evangelicals talking about the gospel as the means of dealing with social problems in our world or cleaning up our environment and things like that. They've been afflicted with that amnesia of which Peter speaks. And he goes on in chapter 1, doesn't he, to say, uh, if you're in that condition, you need to make sure of your calling and election. You need to make sure that you really are a Christian. You need to come again to the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ and check out your own situation. And then in the second half of the chapter, we saw last week how he takes his people to the written word of God. And he explains that the written word of God is key to everything. It is that written word of God, which is God, quite literally speaking, speaking in a way that is more authoritative even than when Peter heard God the Father speaking uh, in a, an audible voice from heaven to earth in front of a transfigured Jesus Christ accompanied by uh, Moses and Elijah. Even more sure than that is the written word of God. It's that that will kindle our hearts. It is that that will stir us up to action and sustain us. And it is that that will present us with the truth, with a fixed reference point. For the word of God provides not just facts, but interpretations, the explanation of those facts. Liberal theology depends so much on the interpretations of man. But the truth is, the interpretation is always given in the Bible. And the preacher and teacher's job is to teach the interpretation that the Bible gives. Now, all of that is chapter 1. And as we come to chapter 2, Peter wants his readers to mature. Uh, growing up is vital to life, isn't it? It's vital to survival in life, and it's vital actually to survival in spiritual life. And so Peter turns now to the topic 
of false teaching. He turns to what will oppose that fixed, glorious reference point of the living God speaking his living, life-giving word. He speaks to what will oppose that. He has already, in effect, rebuked his hearers for neglecting the written word of God. His rather starchy phrase, you would do well to pay attention, uh, referring to this word of God, is, I think we should take it, as a rebuke. And now he is saying this is what's going to oppose that all-important word, that word that will keep you, that word that will kindle your hearts, that word that will sustain you, that word that will always provide you with the reference point of God's truth that you will need living in our world of lies and darkness and ignorance. And so what we see is the thing that will be most damaging to Christians. You know, in battle, there's an, a, a German expression called the Schwerpunkt. And what that means is the point of concentration. So if somebody is being, if a military commander is being attacked by an enemy force, what he wants to know is where is the Schwerpunkt of the enemy? The enemy will do everything to conceal it with diversionary attacks and little feints. Um, and false information, and so on. But a responsible commander will want to know where is the main thrust of the enemy going to come, so where should I be disposing my forces and arranging my resources to meet that? And as we look at Satan, we see, as he is revealed in the Bible, that this is Satan's schwerpunkt, the Word of God. You remember those very first words that Satan is recorded as speaking in the Bible. It comes in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, where he says, Did God actually say? You see what he is doing there? There have been many who have carried his torch ever since, is just posing the most gentle of question marks against the authority, the integrity, the credibility of God's word. And that's a process that has continued down the ages, sadly, in many theological colleges. And as we come to uh, 2 Peter chapter 2, what we find is the, uh, the introduction to who are the agents of that. Now, who are the agents of Satan in opposing the written word of God? And so now I'm going to read you just verse 1 of chapter 2. But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. There, in uh, the second phrase of that verse, just as there will be false teachers among you, is the topic that Peter is now introducing to us and that he will be addressing for the remainder of the chapter and indeed for a significant part of the following chapter. About half of his letter is dedicated to the topic of false teachers. So do come back tomorrow. We'll firstly consider what a false teacher is and what a false teacher isn't, and then we'll learn what Peter has to teach us on this vital subject a subject vital to growing up, to being mature, to not being naive. Join me again tomorrow. Loving Heavenly Father, please would you help us to understand as we should uh, 
what your servant Peter is teaching us, inspired as he was by your Holy Spirit, what you, the living God, are saying to us in this uh, chapter, 2 Peter chapter 2. Please help us to understand and to learn and so honour you in these things. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. A word for today, helping you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. This podcast was brought to you by Lionsdown at lionsdown.org.